What's up, Cam? Not a lot, Mitch. How are you? I'm doing well. It's our Thanksgiving episode of the show. That's exciting. It is. Thanksgiving. I'm I'm really tired. (laughs) Too much turkey? (laughs) It could make me a lot of fun or really dull. I'm not sure, but let's try and be fun. I need some beer. There we go. That'll make me fun. (laughs) But anyway. And you'll just fall asleep on us. Some winter beer. All right. Well, anyway, today is our Thanksgiving day of the show, and uh, this has been a rough year, man, I think, for for everybody. And uh, I think looking back on this, what I wanted to do on the show today is really find, you know, the silver lining to the gray cloud. You know, what what's going on this year that is that has really been that's really changed us, what has uh, what has given us hope, what has given us happiness. Uh, the good things that have happened because amidst uh, a pandemic and wildfires and one of the most active hurricane seasons that that our planet's gone through and just it seems like you know every time you think that uh, that one thing is starting to get better something else comes in and of course uh, just looking at some of the covid numbers lately that isn't improving anytime fast it doesn't look like so it's getting worse it has it's getting a lot worse and and that's you know that sucks but uh i wanted to start off the show um just ask the question how has this year changed us so what do you think cam uh what what's uh what's happened this year that's uh, really kind of changed hopefully for the better but change <laughs> created some change oh, for the better i was gonna say i've got a much longer list on the other side <laughs> no. well i mean you know share what you want to share because we're going to talk about the good stuff uh, when we get to our top five today yeah so let's see what what how how's this year changed me um my wife left so that was a, a huge change that i did not see coming nor mm-hmm. uh enjoy um which means i became a single dad during a pandemic of a three-year-old. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, that's that's been the hard stuff. You know, trying to explain to a three-year-old why she has to stay at home with me while I work all day because she can't go to daycare and see her friends because t- people are sick and why she can't see her cousin or can't see grandparents. And, you know, I'm not the only one that had to go through that, clearly. There are plenty of people have done you know just as much probably with more children you know homeschooling and all that so that's just my version of the story right i think it bears bears saying that you know none of our neither one of our experiences are unique so for us to say that uh that this year has really been terrible for us i mean it's been terrible for everybody you know it, it has not been convenient right and and you know i'll i'll balance the bad with the good right like no one no one i know has um passed away from covid so i feel blessed in that regard um no one in my immediate family has gotten even gotten um the virus so i feel blessed in that regard i, I you know we had a scare my my kids uh, daycare provider got it and so me and my daughter and her mom all had to get tested we're all negative so we we seriously like we were this close um so grateful that we have avoided avoided it and a lot of the um 
the really, really tragic stuff that can be associated with it. I know there's plenty of people that get it and are fine, but there's hundreds of thousands of people that got it and died. Um, so just, I feel blessed in that regard that, that I have not had to, um, endure any of the, the tragic side of it personally. Mm -hmm. What about you? How has this year changed you, Mitch? There's one thing that I'm going to talk about when we talk about our top five that, uh, that I'll go into, uh, in more depth, but, um, but just a lot of really good lessons learned this year. And again, I'll go into more depth into that later, but I think, for me, I would like to say that that it hasn't changed a lot, but it's been a lot of gradual changes over the year. One obvious change was that, you know, working at a retailer that was considered essential in a receiving department that quite honestly should have slowed down months ago and has not because because of the amount of business that we've been doing and being 44 and... <laughs> And not having the body of a 20 year old anymore. It's, it's been hard physically, you know, going through the year. And, you know, my wife will tell you there, there are mornings I get up and I'm just hobbling around. It's just, it, it's not easy. And being at work and having to deal with customers that, you know, they're all feeling it too. So they're grumpy, they're crabby. I mean, there's really only two kinds of customers that we have at work right now. And one of them are one of them is the really thankful and and uh, and really gracious customers, which which I love, you know. And then there's the customers that are just terrible. They're crabby. They're they're you know they're they're the kind of customers that you just want to walk away from. But because you're in retail, you're not allowed to do that. You have to deal with them, and. You know, and thankfully, I'm not in a position uh, where I'm dealing with. Um, there's one lady at the at at work that deals with install issues, and she is like the stuff that she's had to deal with is just incredible. You know, people canceling uh, carpet installs, um, and carpet installs not our carpet installs right now are scheduling in January. Because they can't get, they, they have so many lined up and they can't get enough installers right now to get everything installed. So to have a, somebody sit down with you and wow. say, hey, I want to get carpet installed. And then you're like, well, you know, we might have an appointment available for you in late January right now. And they're just like, what, I can't get it before Christmas? What do you mean? And people flip out when it comes to home improvements. They're, these are big, I mean, you you can't it's it's hard when you work in in home improvement to when you haven't worked in home improvement to understand the amount of just stress that people have doing home improvements if you've done home improvements before you might understand that but there's so much stress involved yeah. in doing this stuff because there's so much on the line if you don't get it right you know you have to live with that because that's not something that you can just change you know the color couldn't be a shade off and drive you crazy for the rest of your life you know so you want to get those details right <laughs> you know even for the yeah, contractors right. you know i've stood and talked to contractors before that have told me stories of people and this was pre-covid of people like there was one great story and it's not you can't tell it as funny as it should be told if you can't cuss. So I've never been able to really tell the joke or tell it as, as well as it could be told. But 
there was one story that one of the contractors told us that just was so funny. Um, some some fiery redhead that uh, that he was helping, um, or that he was doing some bathroom bathroom remodel for, and uh, and she was already upset. The contractor, who's a regular contractor with us, uh, calls a phone number that one of our guys in plumbing gave her, gave him for a, uh, for, I think it was Delta, a uh, faucet. And the number was wrong. Uh, the, there was two, two numbers flip flopped and he ended up calling an adult. Uh, I don't know a tactful way to say this, um, but, but an adult line, <laughs> I want to say he he jokingly oh, called gosh. it the busting beauties uh, something or other uh, line, but uh, but he accidentally called this number right in front of her, and could not stifle <laughs> laughing. <laughs> and I guess she just flipped out on him, and he and so he actually he's like he put it on speakerphone and let her listen to to what what happened. She did not find it amusing. And so, yeah, he had to call back and get the right number. But and he he got to the store That's and he's funny. telling us the story and he's like, "Can I borrow your phone real quick?" I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "So here's the story." He tells the story and then he calls the number and oh, plays no. the chorus out loud. And there wasn't anything, you know. It was just the lady picked up and was like, "Hey, for this, dial this." And you know, so it wasn't it wasn't anything weird. But it, we all just busted up laughing. It was hilarious. But anyway, that's not COVID related, but, um, I think really the, the stress at work is one of, one of the biggest changes that's happened this year. Um, just, you know, not having the time and attention for at, even at home for all the stuff that that's going on. Um, another huge change for me was, uh, the amount of the, the amount that the church has depended on me this year, uh, as a, well, my official title now is a uh, AV director at the church it's kind of fun. It's kind of interesting. Like my wife and I pray every day for direction, you know, and we, uh, we look for that, um, very actively, you know, what is it that that you want us to do and how, how do you want us to proceed with different things? And, and it's kind of interesting because I kind of got the, the idea to start kind of playing with the whole live stream thing here at home. And I got a little familiar with how to use like the OBS software and, and be able to patch things into that and, and all that kind of stuff. So I was kind of getting the idea of how, you know, how to live stream a, a show uh, for myself. Uh, and then the church, I thought, well, you know what, let, let me try something this Sunday. So just on my own YouTube account, I, I logged in and I installed everything that I need to install and set up a live stream and I live streamed the service. This was a week before we shut down here in Wisconsin. So <laughs> there was no warning. You know, I just like, well, I'm going to live stream this sermon, sermon and see how things go. And all of a sudden, within days after that, I'm being told, hey, we're going to have to go to only live streaming for, for a while. I'm like, well, that's funny because I live streamed last week and it, you know, there was a couple of pitfalls or whatever, you know, we had to overcome a couple of issues, but I was like, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of awesome how God works that out. And so 
we started live streaming regularly that next week and it's been really cool. Um, now the next hurdle is we haven't done, um, live video in the sanctuary. It's all been like the slides that we're running and stuff like that. And we've had to change a few things to make sure that that is, that is engaging on the live stream. But, but now they want to start moving into video, which is um, going to create some complexity, but I think, uh, I think we can manage it. So I'm probably looking tentatively at trying to get that going after the first of the year, just get through the holidays and stuff. But but yeah, so that that those are probably the biggest two things that have changed for for me. My wife is I don't know how much she's really been affected by it um outside of me like freaking out every once in a while, but so I think that's a that's a good prelude into what we're going to talk about today. Um I like doing these five things especially when we need to do a pre-recorded show because we don't have news to talk about. Um, so something could happen between now and when this is released, by the way, if you've noticed that this is released early, uh, I wanted to get it out before the holiday. So, uh, people can enjoy it during the holiday, but, uh, but we're going to talk about five things we're thankful for this year. So Cam, we'll start with you. Uh, what you, what does, uh, your number five, actually, you know what? We're not going to number them. What's something that you're uh, thankful for this year? Yeah. Uh, more time with my daughter. Uh, there was, we, we shut down in March and she didn't go back to, um, daycare. I don't think until end of May, beginning of June, um, roughly somewhere in there. And so, uh, for a while her mom got furloughed. And so she was watching our daughter, um, during the day. Uh, but then she went back to work after the furlough ended. And so Kennedy was able to, had to stay home with me during the day. And so, you know, I got to spend much more time with her. And then, you know, as a, as a single parent, you know, I'm only, we're doing 50, 50. So technically I may have less time, but it's like when I have, when I do have my time with her, I'm like a hundred percent focused on spending that time with her. Whereas, you know, when you're, have two parents in the same, you can kind of multitask, get stuff done, you know? So I try to do like, like cleaning the house, laundry, grocery shopping, all that sort of stuff. I try to do when I don't have her so that when I am with her, we can, you know, play Barbies and horsies and cook dinner together and, you know, spend more quality time together. Um, so that's definitely a, a positive side to the whole, um, you know, situation with, um, with the family. So uh, I'm just grateful that, um, I do get a lot more quality time with her now. And now that she's getting older, like she turns four in, um, nine days. Um, so even, even the timing of all this happening is, you know, she has gotten way more conver uh, conversational and inquisitive and we can have talks about stuff and then still be silly. And so it's just, it's a really a good age, um, for her right now for, you know, this sort of, uh, interaction so it's been good yeah that can be a very fun age i, I have a very good friend that's four years old so <laughs> i didn't not acts like they're four years old but is actually four years old so we we babysat it for them last night and it was fun because my uh my i get there and my wife's like she walks up and says uh says um to my wife Miss Jamie, I'm excited to have you here, but Mr. Mitch is awesome. 
So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can be pretty so, honest in a, in, in a nice way. Yeah, so my wife is just like, yeah, I guess I'm chopped liver, so. And and I was coming from work. She was already over there, so I was bringing supper. But That's funny. Yeah, it was a good, good time. Well, I kind of themed these a little bit. Uh, there's one later on that's that's not themed very well, but uh, but I themed these a little bit because you and I had a lot of the same ideas. Definitely family. You know, this year, one of the highlights of my year is the amount of time that I've been able to spend with my wife. Um, because normally, and we, we usually get a lot of time together, but it feels like this year we've gotten much more time together and we've grown... Not that we didn't appreciate each other before, but this year has just brought us even closer, and and it's been it's been really amazing to to go through that. Um, this was really the I always feel weird saying this, but this was really the final year where we were going to actively be trying to have children. You know, we've been we've been married for nineteen years, so you know that's been a long time. You know, and so we we were looking at uh, looking at adoption next year, and you know, Lord willing, something will happen. Um, when you start looking into adoption, it is scary. <laughs> There's a lot of money yeah. involved. Um, you know, we we were looking into this, and even even a cheap agency, and, I, and when I say cheap, I don't mean cheap, but inexpensive agency. You're pl- you're plunking down nearly twenty thousand dollars, and there's no like, there's there's no promise. They're like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll try and find you somebody, and they don't find they don't find people they don't find a child for everybody. So that twenty thousand dollars could be just thrown out the window. And so for me, I mean, that's a huge decision, and a lot of thought and stuff has been put into this over this last year. And what I'm really hoping is that God brings something to us as opposed to us having to go out and find something. And so I'm ready to be a dad. And Uh I've been ready for a long time. And my wife has only ever wanted to be a mom and a, and a, a wife. And so, you know, for her to have waited, you know, almost 20 years uh, of marriage to get to that point, you know, this is pretty big deal for us. And, and I'm super thankful that, that we're, we're, even though so many of these things seem so, uh, such a downer, um, I'm so thankful that we are where we are to be able to do this. You know, I, Twenty thousand dollars is still a lot of money for us, and pretty. And to say twenty thousand dollars, you know, it's going to be closer to forty by time by time we adopt and you know bring the kid in, and you know. So it's. And I'm hoping that God does something else, you know, because that is not the way that I really want to do it. Because that's, you know, money aside. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we'll get credits back from from the government for a lot of that, and that'll cover a vast majority of that amount. You know, that's one thing that, that people may not realize is, you know, the credits that we'll get back, will cover most of that. Um, but, uh, but it's still, uh, it's still so much money and such a risk, you know, so, so we'll see what happens, but yeah, I'm family has become one of those things this year that, that just is, you know, I lost my grandma about a year ago, um, this time. And so 
that was already on my mind, you know, going, coming into this year. And then families just seems like it's grown, grown closer. And our church family too, has just grown closer and appreciated our time together so much more. Well, I'm excited for the possibilities, Mitch. Yeah, me too. My wife said that, uh, that if you're ever able to come up here and hang out, that she'll take Kennedy and, and you and I can go run and do whatever we want. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah. She's, she's seen some of the pictures you've posted and, and, uh, and, and really, really appreciates your little girl. So. Yeah, I got a good one. Yep. All right. So something a little lighter hearted, uh, what's your <laughs> next pick? <laughs> I was really trying to figure out like, I mean, how do we segue from like some pretty serious like family stuff into, oh, I like my new iPad. Yeah. <laughs> it seems so trivial and stupid in comparison to what, uh, you we know, it's, just it's looking about. back, it's looking back at the high points of the year. So, you know, yeah. So I put my iPad pro on here um, because uh, I'm, I'm one of the people that most, I think most people's, entry into the Apple ecosystem has been the iPhone. I think that's generally the more common way people get in. Um, but for me, it was the iPad 2, like what, 12 years ago or whatever it was, 10 years ago. I can't even remember. Um, I had an Android phone. I had a PC laptop. And then the iPad 2 came out and I was like, ooh. And I had just started my first gig as a youth pastor. And there was money left over at the budget from the previous guy that was going to go unused. And I was like, wait, so I can just spend that budget money on an iPad. And they're like, yeah, I was like score. So I got the iPad too. And that's what brought me in um, to Apple's ecosystem. And I used that iPad for years. And then I got the iPad air too. And I used that for years even with a broken screen, I was sitting on my our back patio in uh, in Kansas City, and I had a pair of basketball shorts on, and I leaned down to get my beverage off of the uh, cement patio, and I felt it slip off my legs, and it landed screen down on the cement, and it's just like with like the thud that you know it's not going to recover from. I've been there. So I reached down, I picked it up, it landed on the corner, mm. and just spider, you know, spider web just across the whole screen um but i wasn't at a point where i could afford a replacement uh so i just got a screen protector and just put it on there so that i wouldn't get glass you know slivers and i used it with a broken screen for almost two years um so this this ipad pro um it's the the ones they just released in you know march or whatever it was at that event um the 11 inch and it's just fantastic i love it i take it with me pretty much everywhere i go um in a backpack um it i can edit photos on it i can play games i can read i can it's just i love it it's so convenient the pencil is awesome um i'm just a really really big fan and uh, i will it's use really it. good at hitting your mic too i am really good at hitting my mic so thank you <laughs> for that uh but yeah it's uh I too will use this for many years to come. Yeah. You know, and I think, I think we're privileged to, um, to have what we have, you know, cause it's yep. sitting in front of me right now. I've got an iPhone, I've got an iPad, my MacBook, my iMac, you know, 
I'm sure there's a, I'm, my Apple Watch on my wrist. You know, I think we're really privileged to to have the the tools, and these are tools for what we do. Um, there's some they're mm-hmm. toys too. You know, some of them are toys too, but but they but they also play the role of tools uh, so that we can do what we do. So so yeah, it's cool. Um, I look forward to being able to update my iPad at some point. But there are more important things right now for me. So I've been excited about, and, and I kind of group these two things together because they have to do with purchases for them from this last year. And uh, I toyed with putting my iMac on this list because I love this thing. Uh, it is such a nice, nice computer. But uh, I decided to go with my new car, my Jeep Renegade, because, man, you know, I haven't, I haven't enjoyed driving uh, for quite a while um, until I bought this. And now I enjoy driving on a whole different level than I used to. Um, this is the first time we have looked at, you know, what do we want for features? Uh, what do we want for um, options on the vehicle? And I didn't get everything that I wished I could have, but we got all the important stuff. Um, I love, I left work the other night. And uh, I I went back, I was, I was getting ready to leave. I got my stuff together and I'm heading back to the punch clock to punch out. And, uh, and I pulled my phone out of my pocket and I went to the Uconnect app on my phone and started my car. First off, that's awesome. And then, uh, yeah. and then I went over to the punch clock and I punched out and went to my locker, put my stuff away, um, put on my coat, got ready to go and just, you know, took my time five, 10 minutes or so before I actually got out to my vehicle. And, uh, I opened, opened the door to the car and I felt the warm come out. I was like, oh, it's nice and warm inside. And I and so I get in. And of course, I've got I've got a trial of Sirius XM radio. And I love the jazz station on there just for kind of a default radio to have on. And so there's jazz playing. It's nice and warm inside. So it was almost like my car was like, come on in. It's nice in here. And I just like welcome to me right into the car. You know, and I and I joke. The only thing that was missing was the cup of coffee, freshly brewed, uh, sitting in the cup holder, waiting for me. So, but uh, but yeah, it was nice. Yeah, and some nice smoke so, that comes out when you open the door. Just... Yeah, yeah, that would have that would have been beautiful. But no, it, it's it's such a nice car. It, we bought it new, so it it drives so smooth and so comfortable from, compared to vehicles that we've had in the past, and. And uh, with our vacation, um, if you're listening to the day that this was released, I'm actually releasing this on the day that we leave for vacation. So we're we're driving. Um, if uh, if you're listening to this during the day, so but I am I'm looking so forward to driving that down to Tennessee and enjoying a vacation down there. And yeah, I'm just hoping this COVID stuff doesn't ruin that for me. But but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. And I I really really like this vehicle. So. It has been to to use the term game changer seems a little bit much, but you know it really really has really changed a lot of stuff for me. So I'm really appreciative of it. So yeah, and we can look at this. These are blessings, you know. God has given us. I, I look at that car just about every day and just thank God for the provision that He gives 
because this is something that I, you know, yeah. I can't say that necessarily this is a need, but I need transportation. And, and he loves to give good things to his kids. So it was something that, you know, I really, really appreciate. So, all right, man, what's your next, uh, pick for things you're thankful for this year? Well, I just, I, I was doing some, uh, some mapping here, uh, to see potential routes from where you go to where Nashville is. Mm-hmm. And then I realized you're going to drive around my city that I live. And then also I realized I'm driving back to Michigan that day. So even if you were driving through my hometown, I wouldn't be able to wave to you on the way by. <laughs> yep. Don't, don't think that I didn't think about stopping off for a few minutes to say hi, but yeah, when you said you were, you were going, you're going to be out of town too. I figured, well, I better, better, uh, just get a more direct route to Tennessee, but yeah, I won't be far from you. Cool. All right. Uh, next on my list is working remotely. Mm. I would because God to be is able the giver to. of all good things. Yes. Mm. So, um, and I, I'm not working remotely because of the pandemic. I'm working remotely because my job is a remote job. Um, and one of the things that I appreciate about it is that it allows me to get a better job uh, as far as career. Uh, path potential as well as experience and income than I could get where I live. Um, so by by having the opportunity to work remotely, I can live somewhere uh, close to family, somewhere that I enjoy that has a relatively low cost of living compared to places I would need to live in order to get this job if I was working in an office. So like downtown Chicago, you know, or other large cities. Uh, you know, our our company headquarters is in Atlanta and Dallas. So those are both more expensive places to live than where I live. And they're in really, really hot, sticky, gross places to live that I don't want to live for those mm -hmm. very reasons. Um, so the, the ability, so not having a commute, being able to use my refrigerator, my kitchen, my bathroom during the day is great. Um, being able to go straight from here to get my, my kid um, from daycare is, is a five-minute drive. Uh, because it's just right in town. I live across the alleyway from my church. Like there's just, there's lots of benefits to, um, working remotely in the sense that, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to put up with, you know, office politics or that, that guy who like bites his nails in the cubicle next to me. I don't work in a cubicle. It's glorious. Um, your cubicle is much larger. Yes. My cubicle is my house, <laughs> yeah. which it's not a big house, but it's bigger than a cubicle. That's for sure. It's yep. like maybe it's like maybe four cubicles big. Mm -hmm. um, so I just I appreciate it, and you know, with the the wonders of technology, I can see my coworkers over video. We chat, we laugh, we have a good time, we do really good work. But I don't have to worry about a f living in a big city. I would love to live in a big city just for the um, <laughs> everything you can do. Like Chicago's awesome, but it's stupid expensive. It's so expensive. And right now it's not a good place to be because of the pandemic. So again, I'm glad I'm in a, a you know, a smaller town. Um, well, small compared to Chicago, right? Like there's, there's like 85,000 people that live in this little, little area. So it's not tiny, but it's, it's certainly not a metropolis. Um, and I'm only an hour from downtown. So 
it's, it's, you know, it's a good fit and being able to work remotely is just another, you know, uh, another thing that, that I'm thankful for, um, because I just enjoy it. It's, it's good for me. Yeah. And I've been watching for, uh, decent remote jobs that, uh, that I would like to do because quite honestly, I would leave my job in a heartbeat if I could find something, you know, really good and kind of in my area of expertise and all that kind of stuff that I could, that I know that I could be successful at. Cause you know, for what I'm making right now at work, I'm not making bad money. I'm very happy with what I'm making, but to be able to do that from home would be a game changer for me. It would just be able to get up and come downstairs into my studio and my commute is a, is a stair, you know, a, a story one flight of stairs it would just be awesome so i have been kind of keeping my eyes open with the company that i work for to see if they're going to do some remote remote stuff now more than they were before because quite honestly and i'll i'll be open with you they they have a training uh department at the uh at the headquarters and I've wanted for years to work with their training team and they don't offer remote work, which means that I would have to move down to one of those hot stuffy, like gross places, um, and live there in the city where, like you were saying, would be expensive and unpleasant to work. Um, it would probably be a, a long commute there and back and just would, wouldn't be something I would want to do you know, from, from all the other, you yeah. know, the job itself would be great. Everything else would be awful, you know? So if they would offer that, uh, I would in a heartbeat, you know, switch to that position and do that from home. But man, yeah. So although I will tell you that my job has for all the pitfalls this year, um, all the stresses, all the craziness, uh, has been good too. You know, my, my employers have given me a lot of leverage over my schedule. You know, as long as I'm there, uh, for the stuff that I need to be there for, I'm able to come in a little earlier on the days that I don't have trucks to unload at night. And I, I have a lot of latitude. I, mean, I have a lot of trust with the team that I work with as well. So it's, you know, I've, I've been there for mm -hmm. seven years and I've worked closely with the, with the store manager for a lot of those years. And so the trust factor is there, you know, and I, I kind of feel like if something ever happened that my integrity was called into question, it wouldn't be called into question with them, you know, that they, they trust me and they, they've worked with me a lot over the years. So, you know, to have that kind of respect built up with them to, to know that, uh, I can pretty much request whatever I need and, and they're willing to work with me, you know? So I just, I just asked them for a new pallet jack the other day and there, there was like very little question of it. They were just like, Oh yeah, just go ahead and order another one. You're good. So, you know, to be able to just say, Hey, I need a, this $200, you know, it was like $250 for the, for the, for the pallet jack to be able to just say, Oh yeah, go ahead and order that. I'll prove it. It's like, Oh wow. Cool. You know, so, and another aspect of my work lately, and 
I'll dial this back a little bit to um, our beliefs and our faith as well, is that you you have opportunities to um, to talk to people and to breathe into them and to and to help people. And, you know, I've oftentimes questioned, I'm just going to say it and, and I hope that, uh, hope that it doesn't sound real prideful or whatever, but I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy, you know, and there's a lot of things that I could have done with my life that, uh, you know, I could have probably been an engineer. I could have probably gone into the medical field, which I, that's disgusting to me. So I probably would never do that, but, but there's a lot of things that I could have done with my life that I didn't do. And, and a lot of it had to do with where God wanted me. And so over this last year, I've seen a huge change in my personal, um, attitude towards work. And there's been a war, you know, in me, you know, the, the war of the person that's, Oh, I hate this. This sucks. Versus the, the other part of me that says, well, God has put me here and God has given me so many opportunities to talk to my coworkers about, about faith and about uh, the things that I believe. And even though in a corporate structure, you got to be really careful, the opportunities that I've had, I've been able to talk about, you know, things and, and present some things to some of these, some of these, these guys, some of these kids that I work with, stuff like that. So, so that's been, that's been really cool. So I just had an experience the other night um, where I was able to talk to a guy that actually has listened to our podcast, um, and may listen to this podcast that, uh, that I was able to talk to a little bit about his atheism and, and, uh, turn him on to a, mm-hmm. uh, turn him on to a podcast that I thought that he might like. So other than ours, that sounded really self-serving, <laughs> but, but I'm really, been really <laughs> blessed. So been really blessed with just having a job too because um not not to sound like that guy either uh but i've i've got guys in in my inner circle sort of that uh that have lost their jobs this year um or they've been they've been on um they've been laid off for you know a good portion of the year so you know, to, to have a job that I can do, you know, I got one guy that, uh, that goes to our church that does like, like big audio video installs and stuff like that. And they're not doing hardly any of that this year because of COVID. And so he's been out of work most of the year. And so that, you know, to be able to have a job to go to every day is, is, you know, as much as I would love to, you know, be able to, to work out of my studio every day and do stuff, you know, when the money's not coming in and the stress is that I've got to make money that, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. the fact that I have that reliability and work has been awesome this year, you know, tomorrow is going to be the last day that they're going to be offering this bonus that they offered to start with, uh, with COVID where if you work, you know, over 35 hours a week, you get a hundred buck, hundred dollar bonus every week for, for doing that. So, oh wow, that's, that's been cool. And, um, and then starting after that, they're doing a permanent raise for everybody. So, um, just to help everybody out. And so that's, that's been just awesome. They did double yeah. time overtime for a long time, uh, at the beginning of all of this, wow. they gave us a bunch of extra personal time. Um, I had 80 hours of personal time that was loaded in a few weeks after, uh, the pandemic stuff hit. 
So I still have a lot of that. So I've been using that here and there, but, um, but we can use that for anything. It doesn't have to be used for like, if I get sick and can't come into work, you know, I can use that for anything. It's just personal time. But, uh, but I ended up with 80 hours. Some of the at risk people ended up with over 200 hours of, uh, of emergency personal time. So, and that's on top of the personal time that we earn. So at one point I had like 120 some hours of vacation and personal time and stuff like that, that I could have, that I could use. Actually, it was like over 200 if I think of vacation time in there, but yeah, it's just been a really awesome year and, and our company's taken great care of us. So, and I wish I could say what company it is because, uh, because, but I don't want to do that on the show just because sometimes I have grapes <laughs> and I can get myself in trouble. Yeah. But but yeah, if you hit me up on Twitter and you really want to know, I'll let you, I'll tell you on Twitter. So in a DM, of course, but cool. Yeah. Jobs are good. Then I think I go stir crazy at home if I, didn't, if I couldn't leave. For sure. Um, another thing that I'm thankful for this year is my bass guitar. Mm-hmm. Because it is fun to play, and I enjoys it quite a bit, and it's pretty to look at. So it's it's something that, um, you know, there's like, I always view like bass players as like there's people that can play the bass, and then there's bass players that are like a couple levels up, um, because there's nothing wrong with just rocking the root notes and being steady. But once you once you start to explore what you can do on the bass to support the song uh, in in different ways and to create some more dynamics within songs, it's it just it's just a, such a fun world. And you know, I'm I'm coming from you know seventeen six. How old am I? Thirty four. Oh my gosh, eighteen years of playing guitar. Um. Holy crap, I'm 34. That's sorry, that just hit me. Uh, <laughs> uh but 18 years of playing guitar where we don't talk about age on this podcast. <laughs> you know, a, a mainly electric guitar, right? And trying to like shred solos and you know do and like and bass is a completely different mindset. You can still do incredible, incredible things, you know, on the bass, but it's much more, especially like the music I play, it's much more about working with the drummer and providing a solid platform and a steadiness and supporting the other musicians. And it's just, uh, it's just really fun to, to learn more about that and to get better at it and, um, to try new things. And, you know, I just enjoy it. Plus when I play, I play with an incredible drummer. Um, so it's just really, really, really fun to play with him. Cause he's, he's just like ridiculously good but not in like a showy way, which I always appreciate with drummers is like, they know they can do stuff, but they don't have to. He, he serves, he serves the songs incredibly well. So it's, it's fun to play with him and have that sort of pairing. I enjoy playing bass as well. Cause it's such a textured instrument. Like you can do so mm -hmm. much with it. And I think I always look at it as you're there to support the, the melody. You're there to support all the good stuff that's going on. And, and you, the bass doesn't get, the solos all that often, you know, not that they'd never do, but 
you know, you're, you're usually there to, to make everyone else sound good. And quite honestly, that has been my role all my life. You know, as an AV director at the church, I'm there to make everybody else look good. You know, as a, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of the roles that I've had in my jobs over the years, I'm there to make other people look good, you know, so, and and I'm fine with that. I, I feel good about that. So. In my podcast uh, um, life, I may I'm there to make my co-hosts look good. So, I think you look pretty good. <laughs> Aw, thanks. I need all the help I can get, Mitch. All right. Well, I mentioned a lot of the lessons that I've learned this year, and um, pr- probably, I mean my my next my next thing is is really just all those lessons that I've learned this year. God has really taught me to let go of a lot of my fleshly stuff. You know, um, the sermon series that my pastor has been doing this year has been amazing, you know, for me, just, uh, it's, he calls it living the Christ life. Uh, and lately he's been talking a lot about the concept of disconnecting the, this idea that somehow we live in the flesh all the time. The, the idea is separating the flesh from the spirit and making the choice to live mm-hmm. in the spirit. And it's so hard to explain without, you know, without talking about it for like five hours um, because there's so much to it. And it's a concept that's so hard to grasp that we have a, an active flesh life that, that wants to pull us away from God and we have the spirit life that wants us to be better than that. And so, you know, every day at work, I'm I'm faced with the choices. Am I going to live in the flesh today or am I going to live in the spirit? Am I going to be angry because that guy just just left the pallet in the middle of receiving and had no had no care for the fact that now I got to clean it up? Or am I going to say, you know what, you know, there's worse things in life. I'm sure they just weren't thinking about it and I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and I'll go ahead and clean it up. You know, am I going to handle it the right way or am I going to handle it uh, in the flesh? And, you know, and sometimes some stuff needs to be said, you know, in situations like that, but, but making sure that it's all always done graciously and, uh, and with mercy. So that's been a really cool lesson. Um, I think just listening to God's direction has been a really big thing for me this last year. Um, the amount of prayer that's gone into some of these major decisions that we've made this year has been amazing. Uh, I don't think I've ever felt, you know, I've never spent what I've spent on my iMac this year, you know, and, and or spent what I spent on my our, my car this year. You know, I've never done stuff like that before um, because we just, we always thought of it as, well, we just can't afford to do that. You know, that's just not okay. Mm -hmm. And what we, what we did a lot more of this year was, well, what does God think? You know, what is the direction that he, he's giving us right now? And we have submitted ourselves to that direction to an extent that all of a sudden he's like, Hey, you know what? You're going to need this computer um, for the stuff that you're, that you're doing and your current computer to, is not going to suffice. Um, and then the church comes to me and says, Hey, we want to put you on staff and pay you for all the work that you're doing for the church. Suddenly I've got, Oh wait, 
I've got money I can cover this computer with now. And God gives me the release yeah. to say, okay, man, go ahead, go ahead and take care of that because you need this and I'm giving you this money to take care of this. I would have never bought the computer for the price that I paid for this. And yet this thing kills it for me. I mean, I'm doing so much stuff with this that I could have never done with anything else. And so it just, you know, being able to learn those lessons over the course of the year. And, and I think it's one of those things too, where God just said, you know, it's time for you to start learning this stuff. And, and so it's, it's been, and the pandemic probably played into that a little bit because I've had a little bit more time uh, to, to consider these things um, and look at like what, what is possible. You know, I have a, a really interesting idea for something I would like to do with the church in the long term, I can start laying the groundwork for that right now. And so I'm super excited for all the things that, that I've seen. I've, I've heard the lessons that, that have come to me this year, the stuff that I've learned, some of the stuff that I'm still working on, still learning, you know, it's just been a blessing. So, so I don't know if you, saw what I put in the document and, and was like, Hey, you know what? That's awesome. I'm going to put that in there. Cause I'm sure it wasn't like, I'm just going to piggyback on what Mitch is going to say. But, um, but I think that, um, the temptation was to make sure that we included, Oh, you know, God is awesome. And we're totally thankful for the faith that we have, but I like this angle uh-huh. and I'm going to let you go ahead and start. And I will, uh, I will conclude this. Um, Go ahead, man. So, yeah, like just the concept of grace, right? Um, I think for me, it's it has a lot to do with um, learning to forgive my wife for leaving, for making that choice. Um, and a lot of it has to do with letting go of trying to understand because I don't think I'm ever going to understand um, because the information that I've been given about her reasons are lacking any, any, they're emotional reasons and not logical ones. Um, and I'm really, I'm not trying to throw under the bus. I'm, I'm trying to, but I, I was very, very angry for a long time. Um, and so part of my healing process through that has been, you know, looking at my relationship with God, how I act towards him, you know, the sin in my life, and then what God was willing to do for me while I was still his enemy in sending Jesus to the cross in putting my sin on Jesus so that when he died, my sin was taken care of. And so really, and then I, you extrapolate that beyond yourself, right. To the people immediately around me, to every single human being that has ever lived, right. The, the entire weight of sin ever and that God was willing to forgive it at his own expense um, so that 
we could be together with him is, you know, he had every right to hold on to his anger. He had every right to punish, but he chose grace and forgiveness and mercy instead. And it's something that I am trying to embrace. I want it, I want my reaction to be grace and not anger. I want my reaction to be grace and not holding a grudge. You know, I, I want, I want my, just my natural reaction to be gracious. And, um, that has not always been even remotely close to the case. Um, you know, my family does anger very, very, very well, which is not a good thing to do well. Um, and that's, you know, I was raised in an environment where shouting matches occurred regularly. Doors were slammed. Lots of nasty things were said. Um, and so for me, it really is, you know, I read, I read about it. I've studied it. I have, you know, academics to back up a lot of, you know, my knowledge of the Bible, but being in the position that I am in going through what I have gone through in this last year, it is a, it's like a prime example of how choosing grace is always the best thing to do. And I didn't choose it for a while. Um, and I still struggle to, but it is something that is so much more, um, front of mind for me that I want to, that I want to go there. And I, you know, there's been times where I haven't acted gracious, um, towards my ex-wife and I have then had to go back and apologize and say, here's what I did wrong. I'm sorry. I did it this way. Here's how I want to, here's what I wanted to do. And, you know, and, and to do, to do that. Um, so it's just, it's just, it's hitting me in a new way, you know, of, of what grace really is and how much it really does cost. And, um, yeah. So if any of that made sense, yeah, hopefully it did, but it's it's just, yeah, it's just such a, it's such a difficult, um, thing to do well, but it's something that I really want to. And, uh, so that's where I'm at with that. If it was easy, everybody do it. I completely agree. Um, my take on this was a little bit different in the sense that uh, I'm reminded every so often that he didn't have to do any of this. Mm-hmm. When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, he could have just wiped it out and started over. Rage quit and hit the reset button. Yep. Um, every day that I'm alive is a gift that he's given given me. and. I don't always treat it that way. Um, and I need to get better at that, you know, and I think we all could learn to get, to get better at that. But, but just all the, uh, with all the stuff that's happened over this last year and, um, and just thinking about all the, the ways we could deal with it to, to, to look at it and say, you know what? I never deserved this in the first place. Yeah. You know, just, just the truth of the matter. I never deserved, I don't deserve to be alive. 
I, and it drives me so crazy. My wife will mention this every once in a while um, when we're watching TV and a commercial comes on and it says, well, you deserve this. You don't deserve crap. You deserve death. That's the only <laughs> thing we deserve. Um, but the fact that, uh, that God every day may, makes it possible for us to be here, that he doesn't snuff it out, um, is such a testament to the love that he has for us. And it's easy to look at the the sufferings and the struggles that we see, you know, in the world and wonder, where are you? What are you doing? But I just have to, I have to believe that there's a better, you know, that, that this is good because God says it's good. Um, I'm not sure how to quite explain what I'm thinking here, but but the but the grace that he gives me that I can sit down and I can read his word every day that I can talk to him that he cares mm-hmm. what I what I think or what I want or or the fact that you know he wants me to be honorable to him um he wants me to be honorable to others he he wants me to to live for him um is just bananas like why me you know you know I mean, I'm not going Calvinist and saying that that he predestined us to be saved, um, because I think that that's not what that verse means. But, but to to say, hey, you know, we, you know, I loved you enough to give you the ability to choose me. Um, really means. I mean, to say it means the world to me is not is not enough. You know, it it's amazing that his grace and his mercy was enough that we can, that we can be his children and follow him because he didn't need to offer any of that. You know, he could have just as easily mm-hmm. said, okay, well you guys go ahead and live on and do your own thing. And I'm going to go over here and create a better, better planet that, that will follow me. And you guys just screw this one up, which in a lot of cases is kind of how it's happened. But, um, but he's still here and he's still working with us and still wanting us to, to to be his we made a bad choice as as a humankind and and now we're um man my hermeneutics are probably terrible right now but um (laughs) but uh but he made it possible for us to choose him and to love him and to be his child or children so i think that grace is truly what I'm thankful for. Yep. I wanted to add one more thing. One of the highlights of the last year for me has just been being able to do this podcast. You know, to have have a have a a, a place to talk about a lot of the things that I'm interested in talking about um to to have somebody on the podcast that, that loves the things that I'm into that, uh, you know, cause it's sometimes hard to find good, good, like geeky friends that want to talk about this stuff. <laughs> so you can, I can tell you, there's been plenty of people I've sat and talked with at work that are just not into this at all. <laughs> but, uh, my wife will tell you that, uh, that, you know, she gets a little tired of hearing about some of this stuff. <laughs> You're welcome, Jamie. (laughs) 
but I think that, uh, that this podcast has been, been a really cool thing and having the opportunity to do this podcast with you has been incredible. And I think you're a good guy. I don't think you've deserved a lot of the stuff that you've had to go through this year. And I, uh, I really appreciate the time that you and I uh, spend together. So there it is. My well, touchy feely. One, for thank today. you for the, uh, no, thank you. Thank you for the kind words. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And I too, uh, yeah, this has been fun. I, cause we didn't know each other really at all, uh, outside of just being part of a, uh, a Slack community where we met. Um, so yeah. this could have gone a number of ways and I think it's gone really well so far. So yeah, I, I have enjoyed the show thus far and shall continue to. And the story behind this really was that I didn't, you know, I didn't know you from anybody really. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and one day you posted something on Twitter about, um, a blog post that you had just written about something. And I'm like, he's a Christian. Because we, you know, in the in the Slack channel, we don't talk about that kind of stuff. It's all about wrestling, you know. So mm-hmm. for for me, I, I looked. I was like, hmm. And I've been looking for somebody to do a podcast with, and you know, I was really trying to get my pastor involved uh, with in a podcast where we could talk theology and stuff like that. And and he just doesn't have time for it, you know. Um. So yeah, I'm like, like, Cam, maybe I should talk to Cam and see if he wants to do something. And so that's, that's where really this podcast was born out of is just, uh, we both enjoy doing pod. I saw that you did podcasts too on your website and I thought, well, he, he's a podcast guy. I'm, I'm a podcast guy. Maybe we should get together and do a podcast. And I think that what we've done so far has been really cool. I think that there's a, certainly a lot of areas for growth for us, but I think, I think we're, uh, we're, we've gotten a good start. Um, 13 episodes in that, uh, I'm happy with it. So it's been fun. For sure. The future is bright. The future is bright. So did we want to pick something to delight ourselves with this week? Cause I think we've talked a lot about things that we're, we're excited about. Yeah. I mean, I th- honestly, like, I think we can just end with the grace thing. That's uh, a, yeah. that can delight us this week. Okay. And many weeks that's well, my i'm thought. pretty de- i'm delighted with you i <laughs> uh, was not expecting that touche i'm delighted with the fact that there hasn't been any jar jar references in this episode yet well there was last episode i gotta <laughs> pick and cho- i gotta pick and choose my uh my misas and all that yeah oh cool man i hope you had a will have or had a happy thanksgiving likewise enjoy your time down in nashville i will it'll be a good time all right now we got to do the business part of this Ah, Um, if you if you are uh, interested in checking out more about uh, us and uh, what we do and listen to the back catalog of the show uh, you can check us out on innerdialogue.show we are available on apple podcasts spotify um, any, pretty much any podcast player that you, uh, that you use, um, just search for inner dialogue. And, uh, I am Mitch Craig on Twitter. If you've got questions, comments, anything that you'd like to uh, send our way, you can, uh, mention me, uh, or DM me and Cam, you're on, uh, Twitter as well, right? I do have a Twitter account. It is my name, Cam Brennan. Yeah. 
we both got we're both geeks we got got in early enough that we were able to uh get our names so didn't have to be like mitch craig three five nine eight two um or anything like that i did i did for a while have one uh mitchy the kid because uh, there's a lady that i used to work with <laughs> hey yo it's me mitchy the kid what's good mitchie how you kid. doing mitchy the kid <laughs> oh man that has to be a recurring character now <laughs> probably and I have another Twitter account that I'm not going to say on the show here, but it was pretty funny. I'll tell you off air, but uh, it's my it's my naughty one that I used years ago. So. <laughs> I don't use it anymore, but it's still out there somewhere. Uh, All right, man. Well, let's sign off. Uh, it was uh, certainly an enjoyable to do this episode with you. I hope uh, uh, Thanksgiving goes well for you, and uh, we will talk about christmas in a couple weeks too i have a plan for that um but we're gonna have to do something kind of novel because you know we are who we are so all right cam been fun (laughs) indeed peace peace